Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. for another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. As always, we have our very own Kelly Cook with us. How are you doing today, Kelly? I'm doing great, Elizabeth. I'm re-energized. Re-energized. It's a, it's a new month. It's, yeah. it's the last month of the first quarter already in March here, guys. And if, you have, if you're behind your goal, first of all, do you know what your goal is? Okay, that's number hopefully. one. Number two, <laughs> yeah. hopefully everyone who watches this podcast definitely does because we, we talk about it ad nauseum. But are you on track? right? And now is a great time. Uh, it's the third quarter, right? Like of the game, right? First quarter in the year. And you got to still, um, you got to still be uh, paying attention to where you're at so that you can hopefully do more activity to get back on track, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're not on your goal, this is a perfect time to kind of um, to, to evaluate that and make sure that the rest of your year doesn't fall short. So Perfect. I love it. And um, so the past couple episodes, we've been talking about something that is super, super relevant for right now. And I think almost every market across the country, I mean, really, and that is getting your buyer's offer accepted on a house. I mean, the market is so, so fierce and competitive right now that that's something that a lot of agents are struggling with. So we went over some different um, strategies to to kind of help get your foot in the door, help your client rise above with their offer, even if it's not maybe necessarily the highest, or maybe there are some con- contingencies on there. We kind of walk through some, some ways that you can do that. Um, so we're going to wrap that series up right now with some additional uh, tips and tricks to make sure that your buyer's offer gets accepted on their dream house, right? That's the, that's yeah. the whole idea idea. 100%. That's right. That's exactly right. And we talked a lot about this stuff, but there's a few extra tips and tricks, like you said, that we want to discuss that I think are very relevant to this conversation. Um, all right. Number one, um, you got. we're telling all our agents right now to stop talking about the list price. Okay. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Uh, not in this market. Um, not meaning that you have to just go, I give you carte blanche, just go crazy, you know, over whatever they're asking. Um, but maybe they're asking too little. Maybe they're asking too much. At the end of the day, it's an arbitrary number that several people, i.e. the sellers and the agent, maybe came together and they decided this is the price we want to put it at. It could not even be close to what market value truly is today, right? So just because you're going over 20000 30000 doesn't mean you're overpaying by 20000 30000 all right? So that mindset does need to shift, right? Number one. So coach your clients and your agents up on that. Number number two, um, establish the market value. Okay, so what is the market value? Now, this seems like a pretty obvious one, but at the same time, it does sometimes does not go without saying because people don't do that. They assume that because the market's hot, there's more demand than there is supply, that usually the, the agent's going to be right all the time and have the price be you know, at market or above already market value. Okay, not always the case, all right? Number three, forecast the future market value. Now, we're not talking about a crystal ball here, Elizabeth, right? We're not talking about- I can't have that, yeah. Yeah, I don't don't have that. I know know it's a shocker, but I don't. So um, we're not talking about a year from now or five years from now. What we're talking about is maybe one month from now, maybe 45 days from now when this property will close escrow, 
Okay. Well, why do we have to bother doing that? Because right now in this market, property values are changing in a matter of weeks to months, like that quick. Okay. So if you control inventory because you work on, you work on a big team, you're the team leader of a big team um, or a big brokerage or, and you, and you um, have insight to a lot of properties that are coming onto the market. Okay. Or are pending and you happen to know where they're going to be pending at. Did they sell for 60,000 over? Did they sell for 10,000 over, right? Or full asking price. If you know that um, ahead of time, you can kind of get an idea in a certain zip code, in a certain neighborhood, where the value of the future market of this neighborhood is going, right? In the next 30 days. So take that in consideration. If you, um, if you are in a big brokerage, ask other agents where they're at on some of their sales price or listings, right? Their contract prices. And it's same if you're on a team, obviously that should go without, uh, go without saying that you should be sharing that data, right? Uh, as any good team would do with that cohesiveness and that culture. So that's number number three, two more. All right, number four, the affordability index, okay? Now, um, right now, at least in Arizona, um, and I would argue, I think it's it's for the country that if, um, I forget what year this, uh, this started where you, you're tracking, I think it's from last market downturn that if you tracked 4% appreciation rate every year, okay, which is what the market should be doing on average, um, up through 2021, the first quarter, we are actually at a median price point below where we would be if we were hitting the 4% every single year consistently on time, right? That, that would, seems crazy, but <laughs> exactly. But that would suggest that we're actually below where we'd be if it went steady 4% every single year. So that being said, are we really overvalued? You know, now that's a question you have to ask um, and then dive into city to city to city to some, mar some niche market, excuse me, you know, within suburbs and all kinds of, you know, niche um, stuff and micro stuff. However, overall, generally speaking, like in Arizona, the affordability index with uh, where rates are today even, they have creeped up a little bit, but today even, you're still equal to around 2014, 2015 prices, right? In terms of affordability on your monthly mortgage payment. That's in Arizona for sure. So like when you put it in that retrospect, even though the, the same house sold for $150,000 less in 2015, let's say, than today, your price of your, excuse me, the, the, the payment of your monthly mortgage very well might be exactly the same, mm -hmm. right? So if that's the case, then, oh, I'm not going to buy a house because it's, you know, it's so expensive. Yeah. So, well, hold on here. Time out. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's all relative from that standpoint. You have to look at the whole story, not just look at one story or one side of the fence. Yeah. Right? And I, I just to interject a little bit here, I think that that brings up a good, a good point that I haven't thought about before, but um, you know, if when the market crashed, there was a housing bubble, all of that 2008, I was, but a young child. So I hardly remember, <laughs> but um but you know, we house, housing prices were were dropping. Like I mean, they, you know, you could you could buy real estate very very cheaply if you if you were able to. Um, and I think that if we we look at that, and if that didn't happen, where would home prices be now? If they had never had to kind of creep back up, you know. Right. So that's that's a really good um, 
kind of really puts it into perspective that, yeah, we had this crazy downturn. It had to kind of come back up. It seems like prices are so high right now, um, but that's because we're still, you know, only what, 15 years away from that, that huge economic downturn. So it's, it's kind of just starting to really catch up with us in a way and kind of stable out. It doesn't feel like it's stable market at all right now. That's not what right. I'm saying, but the prices right. are kind of stabling out. Right. I mean, no, no mistake about it. At some point, the market is cyclical. At some point, it will correct, right? And it will start going back down, right? Now, to what, to what extent, no one knows, but it's certainly no one's predicting it's going to be anywhere close to where it was, right? In seven, eight, and nine, et cetera, right? So <clears throat> that being said, it's going to go back down. But right now, and especially like take the sub niche, uh, you know, market of Arizona, I guess we take the whole national housing market, take the niche market of Arizona, and then going further into Phoenix. We have so much demand right now from California. It's not even funny right now, right? And so, given our economic climate, uh, you know, corporate low tax rates, um, you know, obviously the uh, tourism, weather, et cetera, um, it, it's poised to run for a little while still, right? So, it's going to be probably a little while, even if the national housing market starts and when it does, starts to correct a little bit, right? Arizona will probably will be on the tail end of that, most likely, given everything we're seeing today. So, if you're in this market, holy cow, you got a nice run here that could last another year or two. Uh, whereas the national market potentially could see a correction before then. We'll see. Um, now, that being said, number five, all right, diversify your equity. Okay, now what I mean by that is this, because the question also is like, should I even buy? Why, or, 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 or excuse me, that's not the question. The question is, if I sell, where am I going to go, right? Which lead through should I buy? Okay. Um, and if I'm going to, I'm just going to trade dollars, right? I'm going to sell high. Sure. And that's great. I'm going to just dump it all back in the next house and, and, and trade dollars and buy high. Not necessarily. Is it true based upon that affordability index and low interest rates? Is it true that potentially um, you could uh, move to the area you want to, okay? Cash out to the area you want to and um, take some of that money off the table, right? Let's say you make $100,000 on your equity, let's say, right? Is it possible you could take 50 of it or somewhere in that ballpark and, and remove it from the equation off the table, put it in your bank. And with the other 50, do your down payment and still based upon the purchase price and the rate that you're borrowing money at, still be able to have the payment equal to or close to it, what you're currently paying today in the current house, right? And I would argue in most cases around the country today, that could happen, that could happen. As opposed to the alternate argument is, well, why don't I just stay in my house and take a HELOC out? Okay, you could, however, the bank's going to want a 20% cushion, right? You're going to want that equity position uh, for any risk that they have of giving you money on that equity line of credit. So therefore, you can really only cash out the 80%, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you sell, you get to cash out 100% of it. Yes, you have to move, but hopefully you get a house that fits your needs, uh, suits your needs better for your family. And you can take some money off the table. So out of thin air, poof, you just created some money, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what would you do with it? It probably maybe isn't the smartest thing if it's going to just sit in your account and do nothing. Or although maybe that could be good because now you have a rainy day fund. Um, but what if you want to buy your first rental house? What if you want to pay off debt? What if you want to put the kids through college? Right? There's a lot of things you could do with that by not taking the money, all the proceeds you get from the sale of your house, and dumping all of it into the next house. Right? In that situation, yeah, you probably are trading dollars to some extent. Okay, so. Now, obviously, the, the, the difference there is if you sell in one city and move to a whole different city, then you could be doing really well because maybe you're selling in a really hot city and moving to a city that's, that doesn't have as much demand or at least more supply to, to meet that demand, right? Mm -hmm. so, and I think that we, we're seeing a lot of that too. I mean, just like you're saying, going from that's what a lot of people are doing 
from California coming to Phoenix, Bingo. right? I mean, or, you know, just across the country in general, as the work from home, uh, remote working has been, um, you know, growing in popularity, people are finding that they can do this. They can move to, you know, I don't, I don't know, Montana. And Portugal. I had a client today, I talked to you, no joke, said, you know, if my, if, if their significant other gets their position virtually permanently now, they're moving to Portugal. Yeah. Like, what Portugal? <laughs> okay. Cool. We were looking. We were looking at um what, the Philippines. Like you know, they it, it's the American dollar there is so much. I'm like, we, I I work virtual. I can just go work there and be millionaires. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. No so, doubt about it. So yeah. yeah. You're right it's that's definitely an option for a lot of people is you know to to take um that they don't have to put all of their equity into the next home especially if they're relocating um that's definitely right. interesting so the moral of the story is if you if you're having these conversations with your clients be able to tell them something now obviously if it's an investment property you have to make sure they understand there's gonna be a tax event that's going to take place right long-term capital gains or potentially short-term capital gains if they owned it for less than a year but um, what's that rate going to be? Well, if you're over a certain income amount, and it's like $446,000 a year, then it's going to be 20%. If you're below that number, then it's going to be 15%, right? Um, and it's going to be higher if it's obviously short-term capital gains. So, but if it's your owner-occupied residence and you lived in it two out of the last five years, that equity that you get from selling your house is 100% tax-free and it's yours, right? Thank you, Uncle Sam. All right. So best news I've heard all day. That's absolutely, absolutely. So let us know, guys, if you have any questions about this further. But have a have a talking point. Have something to say. Have a position to stand on when your client says, "Okay, sure, I'll sell. That's great, now, But where am I going to go? And why would I buy?" Absolutely. And uh, as we wrap this up, if you have any questions for Kelly about this or about building your own team, which we have a full plan, a full um, kind of guide. A step-by-step guide for you. Kelly, where can they find that and where can they reach you? Yeah, absolutely. Buildyourrealestateteam.com, right? Um, go there, put your information in, boom, that uh, the uh, document that has the step-by-step process of how to effectively build a team will be sent right to your email. All right. Oh, and by the way, call us. You get a hold of me, cell phone, 480-227-2028. You can text or call. I'm good either way. You can also email at kelly at kellycookhomes.com. Perfect. And we will be back. Subscribe. We'll be back next time with more great stuff for you. Uh, Leave us a comment or, you know, let us know if there's something specific that you want to hear us talk about. You want to hear Kelly talk about. I'm really just here for, for laughs, but um, (laughs) we will, we will be sure to, to, (laughs) we'll be sure to, um, to cover those, those topics and we will see you guys next time. See you guys. Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook.